to Just Us Thinking. I'm your host, Michael. And I'm your co-host, Rebecca. And I'm the behind-the-scenes guy, Mikey. Behind-the-scenes guy, Mikey? Is that what your new title is going to be? Sure, why not? Okay. (laughs) All right, behind-the-scenes, Mikey. I think it was behind-the-scenes guy, Mikey, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And he's wearing a red shirt. That means he's disposable. According to Star Trek, that's he can die. Oh, okay. So are you. Oh, crap. Yeah. You're the only one that's going to live. Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right. Today's episode is... Flying High. Flying High. Yep. All right. Sixth episode. Yep. Number right. six in the books. Number six in the books. Or we're doing number six. <laughs> yeah, this is number six in the books. So it will be when we're done. Yeah. Okay. Now, I have our, our weird news. You um, do. I've got uh, one story. It was about, let me find it here again. Oh, yeah, Alabama. Alabama governor signs into legislation naming the Yellow Hammer cookie as the official state cookie. That is pretty interesting. What is a Yellow Hammer cookie? Uh, the Yellow Hammer cookie has those, It's I guess they're nuts from that area, peanuts and... Oh, yeah, pecans and peanuts. Pecans and peanuts, yeah. yep. I guess those are both, like, recognized as, like, a historical crop in Alabama. Okay. So I guess that's the significance behind that. I don't think a lot of people know that. A lot more people know it now, huh? Now, can I put sunflower seeds and call it Kansas cookie? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, isn't isn't Kansas a sunflower state? I think so, yeah. There you go. So their state flower and their state cookie could all be together. They could. Now I want to try sunflowers in a cookie, just to <laughs> see what that tastes like. I don't think it would taste very good. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. All right, well, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Now there's one other story that I had that I really wanted to kind of go over to. Okay. Um, this is one of my, this this one cracked me up. So the headline was, Bear Helps Itself to 60 Cupcakes from Connecticut Bakery scares employees. <laughs> I don't, I mean, you scares employees. <laughs> when a bear breaks in your shop and you're no longer scared, that's no longer a headline. All right. <laughs> um, just saying. So apparently wow. uh, 60 cupcakes. I bet he had a sugar high when he was done. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to give Cocaine Bear a run for the money. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I think that might be something we could we could capitalize on, cocaine bear versus sugar bear, <laughs> fight <laughs> till <laughs> the death, <laughs> a death match between them. And it was a black bear, so um, yeah. uh, that's crazy. That is pretty crazy. So <laughs> I'm glad we don't have bears here. Yeah, no, it, yeah, I am too. So. Yeah. Although, if the bear listens to this podcast, he might be going down mm. to Alabama to get some of those cookies. <laughs> he might. <laughs> if they like nuts and berries. That might be right up his alley. It probably is, yeah. 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 All right. Well, those are my two stories. Okay. Well, so. Thanks for sharing those today. <laughs> well, my voice is kind of still going in and out. I don't know if you kind of hear, but that does still happen a little bit to me. Yeah. Today is one of my bad voice stays i guess Mm. so this is going to be mostly you on the airlines it's going to be mostly me yeah so we'll see how this goes 
All right. So, what? Uh, where do you want to start? All right. So we're going to start with buying your ticket. That's always, uh, yeah. You're not going anywhere if you don't buy a ticket. Yeah. Um. So you have, you know, you have quite a few options to choose from or avenues to go to buy your ticket. Most people use an online booking tool, like either a United, like a an one of the airlines websites okay so the airline websites yep or you can use a travel agent okay or you can try like kayak.com or orbits.com they're pretty much i don't particularly like using those just because i've had issues with them in the past isn't there like a travago or something like that too i think so yeah those are the ones where you buy them all together, right? Right. You can buy the air, car, and hotel. But you were saying earlier, you were to me, you were telling me that you could get it from the website from the airlines, right? Right. Most of the airlines' websites, you can do package deals on there now, so you can get your rental car and your hotel with them too. So okay. Well, and I meant to ask you earlier: Do you get a discount for that? They say you do, but. It's probably not the best. Okay. Yeah. So they they tell you you're getting a good, good deal, but I mean, is it better? I, you should know. And, and you, you're the one that does all our travel when we go. So when we go, we normally drive. Right. We normally, uh, and then you get our hotel. Yep. I usually get the hotels. I'll book them through because I'll get some discounts as a travel agent. So I usually book those. So. Okay. And then... Oh, so you get the travel rate, you get a travel agent discount there, and then, so we use that. Correct, yep. Okay, so, and then normal people, if they go directly to the website, is, is it cheaper to do the bundle, or is it cheaper just to go individually? Sometimes it it can be cheaper to use a package deal. Okay. With your car and hotel. I think that's more convenient, isn't it? Yeah. I would hate to forget to book the car and then book everything else and I'm at the airport and then you're stuck. Right. And that's happened to a few of my clients. So they're like, okay. I'm like, they forgot to book their car and they're standing at the rental counter saying, hey, where's my car? I'm like, well, you didn't book one. So. So your customers have to tell you, hey, I need a car for this too. Right. Now there's, there's also one other thing that when you're booking that kind of stuff, now it's an age there's an age thing there too isn't there there is most car companies you have to be i believe at least 21 some are 24 to rent cars okay so know that before you get there if you're 19 so 19 even though you're a dollar or 20 that you're an adult you can't rent a car yeah some places restrict it some don't so you have to really kind of watch to see if that location will rent to you or not. So. And some won't rent to you unless you have a credit card in your name, right? That's right. Yeah, you have to have a credit card in your name. Um, they'll do debit cards, but you have more of a deposit on those. So they're like holding your money until you bring back the car and they check it out. Okay. Now, do hotels have that same thing, same requirement? I know cars do, and I've heard some people trying to check into a hotel and they were under the age of 21 and the hotel said sorry we can't do you do you have someone that's 21 that's going to be here with you some hotels do that too it just depends on each hotel where you're staying at it's 
just up to because like a lot of the hotels are independently owned so one hotel may have a policy and the hotel across the street might not have that same policy okay so, so just depends on the hotel chain the ownership and that kind of stuff so if you're under 25 that's something you have to watch for correct yep okay you have to watch for that and know what kind of payments they take and everything so when you go to these when you go to their website like if i go to kayak.com or orbis wherever i'm going does it tell you that or do you know i would I'm check their not website 100 percent sure but there is some kind of like disclaimer on there okay so, so watch the disclaimers right. it's really hard I, I would recommend calling the hotel just to make sure because there's read the a lot fine of print but you're not going to read the fine print there's so much fine print on those websites it's not funny yeah i don't no one no one looks at the terms and conditions everybody just clicks okay right they so you give away your firstborn. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay well that's uh that's buying your ticket so now we have our ticket now what do we do so you're gonna go to the airport and the first thing you're gonna probably do is check your bag okay you usually have to go to the ticket counter for that and there'll be like a kiosk where you check in and you'll go up to the ticket gate agent and they'll print off your baggage tags, tag it and weigh your bags and send it off back to the baggage handlers. Okay. And then the big, some of the bigger airports have uh, outside where you pull up, you could just check your bags right there. Right. The curbside service. Yep. yep. Well, that, I, that's really nice. Yeah. I love that. So... <laughs> I've used that quite a few times, so it's nice. All right, so that's uh, so we're we're at the airport. We go through, we check our bags. Mm -hmm. They also have that little basket that you're supposed to like for carry-ons. Have you seen? I've seen that. Oh yeah, <laughs> the little make sure your bag fits in here to so you can carry it on. Yeah. Yeah, I watched one person like shove it in there, and then the bag got stuck in there, <laughs> and they had to get security to help pull it out. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think that bag was going on the airplane. Probably not. So why do you, I guess I can understand the size limit because there's not too much room inside the cabin. Right. You have the overhead bins and those are pretty tiny. <laughs> okay. So what they'll do a lot of days or a lot now is they'll do gate check-in. So they'll, if you have like a rolling bag and it won't fit in the overhead bin, you can check it at the gate and they'll put it under the plane and then you'll get it when you get off the plane. Okay. So a lot of people take advantage of that too. Okay. Well, that's, that's understandable. Yeah. So, and I know a couple of the airlines and, and I read a story where the one guy, he had a, a scooter bag. I've never seen it before, but it's like a little, it has like these little, it has wheels. Mm -hmm. It has these little foot pedals that you can step out and then it will like drive you. Well, oh, almost really? kind of like a little segue. <laughs> oh, cool. But those aren't allowed. I, I was told that when he went to go check in, they wouldn't allow that bag on the plane. Really? Yeah. So they wouldn't let that bag on the plane. And I'm going to gather because you hear the stories about those like uh, electronic, uh, those electric scooters and stuff catching fire. Mm, yeah, that's, that's true. That's the last thing I want on a plane. Yeah. So if you have one of those bags, don't even bother. That's those are nice when you're traveling, not an airport. Yeah, they also have if you need wheelchair assistance. I've noticed too, like there's a special code if it's a battery operated wheelchair versus just you know like 
your regular one that you push. So there's regulations on that too. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm gonna gather that would be kind of fun to. Uh, yeah, that'd be kind of <laughs> fun to go through and see how they. So it's a different designation for the code. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So now we're we're at the airport. We got our bags checked. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's ready to go. We went to the little diner there to grab some food. Yeah, or grab some coffee, but you wait. You want to wait till after you go through security for your coffee. Okay. Yeah. And then you would recommend being bigger airports. You get there a couple hours in advance. Yeah, each airport is a little bit different. You have your smaller airports, maybe like a Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where you only need an hour. Okay. You have oh, airports like Omaha, where you might need an hour and a half. Okay, and then to... like Chicago or a bigger airport, you might need two. Correct. Okay, and it really depends on how many people actually are going there. So Yeah, it just depends on the time of day and, there, you know, like how many flights are leaving at that time. Stuff like that to where you just don't know how many people are going to be at the airport. So it's better to be safe than sorry and get just get there a little bit early. And take a book or a game. Yeah, most people have their phones, so they'll play their smartphones nowadays. So. Yeah, it does make it a little different, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I remember it's so different traveling now than when it was, you know, 15, 16 years old. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I remember used I, when I used to fly when I was younger, we had, and I don't even remember what it was. Maybe you'd remember the kind of books. It had the invisible ink pencil. Oh, yeah. And the other ones. And then you would, it was like a little book that activity you would. Activity book. Yeah, a little activity book. And it was really, really cool. Yeah. I remember those. Those were cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. That's, now I don't really fly that often myself. I used to fly when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But most of my flying is pre nine eleven. Wow. Yeah. So that's been a while for you. <laughs> yeah. Very few times have I flown after that, but it's just very few times. Yeah. It's it's a lot. More, it's a lot different. We uh, we flew. We went from Omaha, and I remember going into Omaha Airport, and I went to Greenville, North Carolina, for some training. Oh. Um, for work. Oh, okay. And I remember the airport that we flew into, um, we got out on the runway. Oh, yeah. You probably had like a regional jet and they didn't have the things to pull up to the counter or to the plane. Okay, yeah. So they pulled, they like they got stairs out there and then we walked downstairs and then we walked over to the terminal and then we walked upstairs to go into the terminal. Oh, wow. It was kind of weird. I was like, you know, you can't put the plane up there. And <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, those smaller regional jets, they don't have them. Okay. At Denver, when I flew to Pueblo through Denver, and there you have to go down to a different part of the airport. And then, so they have all these, like, little, like, little, little planes that you can, you know, reach out and touch both sides. But to go get out to them, they had like the lines that you had to like walk to. Like <laughs> to you're work. in prison. Yeah. <laughs> the prison. They had the prison lines. Kind of. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> to where it was like straight and then curved to like either way to the plane, so you wouldn't get confused on where to go. <laughs> 
Omaha prisoner, follow the yellow line. Yeah. Yellow line prisoners. Well, no, that was going from Denver to Pueblo. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's crazy. That's crazy. That was probably one of the best flights I've been on. Okay. It was very turbulent and it was fun. So So you like turbulence? I do. You like the plane just kind of like randomly dropping and raising and going? A little bit, yeah. Like a roller coaster ride? Yeah. I prefer my roller coaster ride <laughs> on a track. <laughs> well, not yeah. my airplane. No. They're, it's kind of fun, but. No, there's nothing about that <laughs> that sounds fun to me. All right, so we now we have our tickets. We're through the first part of this, and then we got to walk up to the TSA, don't we? Yep, you're going to go through the lovely security lines. Um, you can you can get like special clearance to go through faster. So that's those are your frequent flyers, though, right? Right, those are your frequent flyers that are traveling like every other week or every week. Can the regular folks get through that or no? They can, yeah. Um, we had it through one of our credit cards to where we got um, the priority screening through our credit card okay so yeah okay that's not so bad so it's really nice to have <laughs> yeah because I, I i see those folks and like i was in line going through that and i saw that speed line going through yeah and i'm like i remember i guess i would i would almost say i i felt like i was in the car in that motorcycle lane splitting <laughs> yeah. i'm like what are you doing how are you doing this why do you get it cut in front of me yeah. i guess it doesn't matter because i mean do you have seats on a plane now anymore yeah on so everybody a, except for Southwest, yeah. So you have assigned seats. Correct. Okay. So that's not too bad. So then when you go through security, there's... Do they, like, look at you and are they still doing the profiling? Or they say they're not profiling, but if you're three shades darker than, you know, glowing in the dark, then they're going to pull you over? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, You're going to have your... You know, you go through the body scanner... I don't like that either. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Like, the first couple of times I had to do it, I'm like, oh, like, really? Like, what is this? Like, is this really necessary? But then after a while, you're just like, whatever. My, it's my just prob- part of the... My problem with those body scanners is they... Now, you don't see skin, but they're, they're kind of revealing. They can be, yeah, because they'll detect metal or something like that. They on your body. they know where your skin is. I mean, some of those, you you know, I could look at that and go, yep, that's a woman going through there. I could see, you know, she's well endowed, you know. Yeah. Um, the ones I've seen just have like an outline of the body. Well, some of those are like really crazy. So. Oh really? Hmm. Oh yeah. I guess they're probably different in each airport, but. The ones I've seen have just been, like, the outline of the body. And then, like, if you have metal, for for example, on your ear, it shows up, like, a, a box around your ear, and they have to check it out. Does it just show? I mean, I, I guess you don't. they don't have just the regular airport stuff there, or, like, the regular... It's not, like, a regular x-ray. Well, I, I've... Oh. Some of them, I mean... I will tell you, um, they're pretty revealing. Hmm. I mean, that's I'm showing you a picture of one, and I mean, you could see. Oh yeah, you can. There's a there's, they're not as. Uh, I haven't seen those. Okay. Well, here's my problem: is I just googled um, airport scanner uh, airport scans, and 
put, pulled up uh, pictures. And I could see, like, you're right, they show the little box in some of them. Like this guy here that I'm showing you. That shows a little box where, that little red box there. Oh, yeah. That he has something in his pocket. But if you look at him, I mean, it almost looks like he's naked. I haven't seen those. I that's mean, pretty interesting, yeah. So that's definitely here, here's a my problem. Revealing. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Hmm. Now here's my problem is um I just Googled these images on my phone and you know, how do I know my, my image isn't on there? Oh yeah, that's that's a little scary to me. That is a little scary. Now if if these were all private pictures where they weren't accessible to the public that might be, you know, something different for me. Mm. But the fact that I could just look up pictures of people that went through these scanners. I'm kind of curious on how they got on there then. Like, who's selling those pictures? <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. I, that That's your government. Right, that's your government. <laughs> so, you know, it's... I, I think it's like a transparency, transparency thing that maybe they just posted and say, yeah, look, but, I mean, I'm looking at some guy's butt crack. Yeah. on on the image and i could tell i mean you know now perverts might like those yeah i mean they're they show just enough to you know it's, it's like lingerie that's true yeah so that's crazy that's why i don't like those i don't like to go through those um if, if you're curious google um airport scans and then click on images. It'll it'll show a bunch of them, and it almost looks like you're you're naked. I mean, you could see it coming like you know, it's it's a little blurry because clothes. It's 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 getting underneath your clothes is basically what it is. Right. So, I mean, and, and I get a lot of that, but man, that could be kind of embarrassing, can't it? Yeah, I bet. <laughs> All right. Well, that that. Yeah, I prefer just kind of the regular, you know, metal detectors when you go through. Yeah, they need to bring those back. <laughs> and I'm okay with a wanding afterwards too, where they just kind of run the wand over you. That's okay. Yeah. No, I'm not in fond. I'm not fond of the you know full grabbing or, you know. Yeah, that's um, a little I mean, crazy. Now I don't know how often they do that anymore, but that used to be a thing. I don't either. It's actually, to be honest, it's been a while since I've traveled. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I and I, I, I see some joking t-shirts on there and I've seen a couple of the little memes that go up that says, uh, uh, airport TSA fondle me, please. And they take a picture as they're getting fondled by the, by the TSA agent. Um, wow. And, um, Cause they go pretty invasive, right? They can. Yeah. That's a little bit. It's a little scary. It's like, I get why they're doing it to a point, but I think they take it overboard a lot. Yeah. And well, and then if you don't like something they do, you know, they can put you on that watch list and where you can't fly anymore. Right. And so, they can ruin your whole day. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and you don't know if you're on the list or off the list. There's, is there any way to check or remove your name from it when it's a mistake? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, what if you're John Smith? I'm sure there's a John Smith on the no-fly list. There probably so, is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how... Uh, I get security, but, I mean, there's there's a limit, I think. Yeah, there's like a point, like a line. Yeah. So, yeah. And That's interesting about the no-fly list. I'll have to look that up and see if you can actually 
like look at it or anything like that? I, I don't think you can. I tried to find it and it was, uh, there's a couple like fake lists out there. Oh, okay. So you have to, I mean, they they kind of keep that stuff kind of secret. I think mm. they, you know, that's the government. They They like to do that, so. Yeah, that's true, yeah. All right, so we went through, so now we got our ticket. Yep. We checked our bags. Right. We got fondled by TSA. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing to remember when you're going through those is make sure you don't, like, unpack your whole carry-on bag. Because it's got to go through the little x-ray machine, and then you've got to, like, repack it. Don't hold up the line. What do you mean? So sometimes, like, if you have something buried in your bag, and they have to look at it or go through your bag, you know, they're taking everything out. And then you've got to put everything back in. And, you know, you have people behind you waiting to go through, too. So I've been behind people that just take their time. And it's like, you know what? Go a little faster. <laughs> why, why don't they pull those people off to the side and have a, someone else do it while the rest of the line goes through? Because that would be too easy. That, that would make too much <laughs> sense. Jeez. <Yeah. laughs> Let's do everything the hard way here is what we're right. going to do. Okay. Exactly. I think uh, I, I, Jeff Dunham had his little story of, I guess, one of the you know, the puppet, puppet on stage. And I guess one of them had, I guess, whatever lotion he used to had, I guess, triggered something. Oh, really? And they open the bag and they see a little, you know, puppet in there and... <laughs> Or what What if a woman's taking something that's a little discreet or personal, their little uh, their little Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. Oh, that could be a little embarrassing, right? That could be, yeah. Or, like, I had one time, I had, like, a little 31 pouch, like a thermal pouch, and I had a bunch of protein bars in it. I guess the way it was, like, because they were all together, they were questioning that. So I had to, like, take that out, and, like, they had to go through that. I was just like, really? See, that's that's something that they should, you know, if they have to dig into someone's stuff, that should be more of a privacy thing. So let's go behind a screen so not everybody sees what you're carrying. Yeah, then they'd have isn't, to, they'd have to a, do too many people because they do that to pretty much everybody. So apparently at the, at the airport, your Fourth Amendment no longer exists. So that doesn't apply anymore, the Fourth Amendment at the airport? It must not. It's sad sometimes, so... Now, I, I guess uh, that's where the security and your rights kind of clash. And I guess, I mean, you you, you know, I guess it might not be in, in a violation because you, by go, by flying, you don't have to fly. Right. You know, it's, it's you know, that's not something... It's not a right, it's a privilege. <laughs> well, traveling is supposed to be a right, so you're able to travel freely. Yeah. But that's also a private company. It's also government government involved in there. Well, government government can't violate your your rights. So that very well, it, it, there's a loophole there somewhere. I'm sure. Oh yeah, there's got to be. But I, I also don't like the fact that they're. I mean, so that TSA agent. How do we know that he's not? You know, he sees something and ooh, this girl's kind of cool looking, or I like this girl. And I'm gonna take a couple pictures from her image and. That's going to be my uh, bank material later. Yeah, that's a little scary that that could possibly happen. All right. So now that we're done through security, we're 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 thoroughly violated. Yep. You're gonna go find your gate, which 
you know, like your smaller airports like Omaha, you don't have to look too far, but you do kind of have to know where you're going a little bit, so. Right, so you have your gate number, and then you go sit there for, what, an hour mm-hmm. or so until your flight goes, yeah. hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Play on your phone. Yeah, go through the little, um, I think they're called like Hudson Newses or something like that, where, you know, they have your gift shops and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, we have Omaha Steaks here in Omaha. We There's do. a little both right there. Yeah. My favorite airport to go through is Las Vegas. Mm. You got slots. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. My favorite is Chicago Hair because they have Garrett's popcorn there. Well, Chicago Hair has a bunch of stuff. You might like that. <laughs> I hate Chicago. so I hate going through it, but I love it because they have Garrett's there. So the the one time I flew through Chicago, which was... I flew in on, on like, gates. I, I want to say it's like, gate C something. Mm-hmm. And then I was flying out of, like, a gate across the like other side. D something? Yeah. It, well, it wasn't even D something. It was like F something. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was to the point where I was like on one side of the airport. I had to go all the way to the end of my terminal, go underneath under that little uh, escalator that goes under underground. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the other side of the airport, come up, and then go all the way on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Did they not think this through? Actually, I've seen worse. Have you? Well, (laughs) it's like I flew in. They're like, you got got 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. I got time. And I'm like, I could go look around. No. 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 It took me 30 (laughs) minutes to get across that airport. Yeah. And, you know, it it was busy time. It was a busy time, too. So it was like, you know, you're waiting on line for those little escalators and everything else. I'm like, I'm not even going to make this plane. Oh, yeah. You should see the ones that you have to take the trains to the different terminals. What do you mean trains? Like you'll go up. And they'll have, like, the little subway trains that go to from one terminal to another. I did not know those existed. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Trains, planes, and automobiles. Mm-hmm. You're kidding. you got to get a train to go get your air... That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's how it's... you know your airport's way too big. Yeah, I think it's Detroit. There's a lot of them have the trains that you have to take. But, you, yeah, you go up, and they have, like the trains that go from one terminal to another and then they have one that goes to like baggage claim area and stuff like that oh that's ridiculous so yeah okay those are fun <laughs> yeah so now when once you're now after you're going through the airport you're getting on your plane how do they board now most of them they have boarding groups so it depends on if you have airline status, if you have credit card status to get you the priority boarding. How do you know if you have that? You'll know through like your credit card statement and they'll tell you you get all these benefits from it. And so you get the information when you sign up for these travel parks. Does it say priority on your ticket or something? It will, yeah. Okay. So, yep. So if you get, so if you're priority, you go in first. You're in one of the first groups to board because they'll usually board like first class and then you got your like group one through like five. Now, do all airplanes have a first class section? No, not all of them do. Okay. So if you don't have a first class selection, then you're further back down. Right. Okay. Like Southwest doesn't have any first class on any of their planes. They do like boarding by groups like A, B, and C. Now, is A, B, and C your seat location or what? It's your group. And then that you, like, they'll call group A, and it'll be, like, 20 people. 
and then group B will be 40 people, and then group C is another 40 people or something like that. Okay. Well, that... So once you're getting on, so you just wait till your group and then you get onto the plane. Mm-hmm. With Southwest, you just basically, you'll get on the plane, pick a seat, and that's it. So Southwest, you have to pick a seat. Right. So that one is where you really want the priority. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Other ones, you just have a seat assigned, so it really doesn't matter. Right. But you still, like United, you'll still board by groups like one through four or one through five. And it can be based on like either the location or if you have an aisle a middle seat or a window seat they'll board like the window seats first and then they'll board the middle seats and then they'll board aisle seats last okay so not a whole lot of people really pay attention to their boarding groups but what can you do and then you put your overhead on and then you sit down shut up and enjoy the flight correct you listen to the flight attendant and their little safety spiel Okay. And hope you get a really good one. Just just because we're on the subject, make sure that if you use a restroom on the plane, <laughs> get up before you flush. Exactly. <laughs> That's uh, otherwise it's a two-hour delay, and you ruin the flight for everybody. Yep, you ruin the flight for a hundred plus people. Yep. So airplane etiquette: <laughs> once you're on the plane, watch what you do. Don't do that in flight either. That'd be even worse. Then you're stuck there. Can you imagine? Oh. oh. That would suck. Yeah. Well, I mean, then <laughs> you're not delaying anybody, but now you're stuck to a toilet. Yeah, and you've got to wait till you land to get unstuck. And then you're, you've got to, like, <laughs> open the door and flag someone down and say, help. Yeah. Oh, jeez. That would be a nightmare in flight, too. That so. would be, uh I've heard there was this one flight somewhere. It was an international flight. It was maybe eight to ten hours, and they got like three hours into it, and they had to turn back because none of the toilets worked. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that could be a problem. That could be a problem. That would really, really be bad. Yep. So that would be bad. So yeah. what other things? So if you have kids, get them settled. Get them settled. Get them buckled in. Would you recommend gum? Because that helps you pop your ears. It does, yeah. So definitely have some gum, something to, like, suck on. They say that works, too, so. And that's definitely for the kids, because the kids are the ones that are going to... It's going to affect them a little bit more, yeah. Right. Us us older people, we, you know, a little discomfort, we're used to it. You know, the kids might start crying or whatever happens there. Right. If you have a baby that cries a lot, don't bring it on the airplane. Yeah. It's not, yeah, try not to have it on the plane. Oh, I mean, <laughs> okay, that's ship, not... <laughs> it. ship it. Don't, don't, don't bring it on the plane. Ship, ship the baby. Fragile. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? That so came out wrong. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think. But no, I mean. Don't have it on the plane, people. It, 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 if you ask the, uh, the the maintenance crew to put it on the wing. <laughs> that way if it cries, it won't bother anybody. Yeah. The engine, the vibration of the engine like a car will soothe <laughs> the baby to go to sleep and everything will be fine. Right. Is that what you're saying? No. That just came out wrong. Yeah. That's okay. It happens. <laughs> Generally, if you have a newborn baby or a baby that's that young that's not flying, um, 
Oh, that's a tough a tough call, isn't it? It is because my sister in law she she flew with both of my nephews when they were fairly young. She didn't have any problems. They settled down pretty quick, and they didn't cry or anything during the plane. But then you have others that it just affects them differently, and they're hurting and they're crying and. It's just not fun for anybody, really. Well, now, now i got to ask a question here, because those, when you're on the plane, the aisles are very small, right? They are, yeah. And you touched base on it earlier with the, I think the, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, the uh, <laughs> handicap, the, oh, the wheelchairs. Yeah. How do you get those on? The wheelchairs? Yeah. They'll usually have someone from maintenance put it on the plane Uh, i mean but how do you get to your seat if i can't walk how do i get onto my seat that's a good question i think they'll have someone assist them do they i mean two people carry me on the plane do you see what i'm saying yeah i mean or do you do they like have a special skinny you know skinnier wheelchair that they can get you on they probably do yeah because they have those push ones that they can put you on to right. take you to your seat. Yeah. Okay. And then they put your other, your main wheelchair underneath. Correct. And then they're going to have to take that wheelchair and what, I, I, I've seen wheelchairs all over an airport. Yeah. So I know that they're there. They'll just have someone at the, at your destination, get it from underneath the plane and bring it up to like the jetway for you. So you have to wait on the plane until they're there. Yeah. Wow. See, I that... mean, unfortunately it is. It sucks, but, I mean, there's not much else they can do, so. I don't know. I think if that was my case, I don't. I would probably not fly. Probably not. I mean, there's, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a lot of times where you're you're stuck. You know, like if, if, if we were going to go to California and it was a short, you know, we had to go there for a funeral or, or something that was, you know, not a lot of notice, we would have to fly. Right. Um, but for your, uh, your niece's graduation, mm-hmm. we drove. Right. Um, we had enough time, enough notice. We got time off work, and then we drove. Mm-hmm. That's how I prefer to, to do it. I mean, here in Omaha, it's kind of nice because you're right in the middle, okay. so you kind of go anywhere. Yeah. If you live in California, and then you're trying to go to New York or the East Coast, that's, that's a long, not a drive. Yeah, that's a long few days. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah, I've actually, I read an article the other day where one of the airlines, and it was an international carrier, where they're trying to modify the first row in in uh, economy Okay. to accommodate wheelchairs. Well, so that would be nice. Hopefully they'll start, a lot of that'll take effect with a lot of the airlines. So. Well, movie theaters have those chairs that are like handicap accessible, where the person could sit in the chair and the, the wheelchair can go right next to them and... You know, they could sit together kind of deal. Right. I would assume that they could do something like that for planes, right? They could. I think that would take a lot of, like, remodeling of the aircrafts. And some of these aircrafts that you get out of Omaha, they don't really have the room. So we'll see Mm. how that works. But I know with this was an international carrier, so they were able, they have more room. So when you're, you know, it's basically you have to understand what, what the limits and restrictions are. And then you have to make that choice if that's something that, you know, if you have a, a baby that's just going to cry the whole time, you might want to think about, you know, maybe not flying. Exactly. You know, alternate, you know, alternate means. 
Mm-hmm. The same with someone that who has, you know, fear of heights or me, I don't have a fear of heights. I love heights. I just don't like planes okay. unless I'm driving mm-hmm. it. And that's all I'm flying it. Mm-hmm. If I'm flying the plane, I'm fine. I can see that. Yeah. But if I'm not behind the wheel and I'm on a tin can with all kinds of other people, no, I don't. <laughs> I could, I could fly probably commercial, uh, not commercially, but I could probably do like a private charter. Okay. Be, where you have, you know, less room, less restrictions. I guess I just don't like all the restrictions they give you. You have to do this. You have to do that. If you want water, you have to, you have to, you know, buy it back here for $12. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, what? I got my, my Walmart bottle of water, you know, that I brought from home. You can see it's not even opened yet. Yeah. Nope, yeah. nope. You can't have that, you know. Nope. You have to wait till you go through security. Which, I mean... And that's another thing, you know, you want to make sure that you're up to date on all those guidelines that you can take because you can't take more than like three ounces. Well, they change it all the time. How how are you, I mean, yeah. you, the night before you better do your, you know, it's almost like studying for a test. <laughs> eh, it's not that bad. So anything else you would recommend when you're in flight? What kind of etiquette should you have? Another one, good one would be don't recline your seat. If Why? It's, because most of the planes, the people, your seat are, you know, your knees are going to be up to the seat anyway. Don't recline it and make that person behind you uncomfortable. I think they should do away with reclining seats. Well, yeah, I mean, if if your seat can recline and you have that option, you know, I, I guess that's the... I don't like to sit straight up like that, how some of those seats... I mean, sometimes I'd like to get a little bit... Yeah, I think they should be able to a little bit, but not as much as some of them can. The problem is the the trays are on the back on the back of the seats. Right. Why don't they have those ones that come like right up from the seat and like we we have a couple of those tables up in our living room where they could fold down right beside the seat. They could make something that like pulls up and then goes over your lap, so it's not even attached to the seat. They could, yeah. That would, that would make nice. that would make sense. <laughs> Some airplanes used to have them, and I think they did away with most of them, unless they're in like that first row. Okay. And then I think they still have those in the first row. Some planes, but a lot of them are on the seat back. So, but if I want to recline, I should be. I sh- I mean, I should be able to recline. If I if I if they don't want me to recline, they should not have that option. Right. And that's what I'm saying. They should, like, have them recline just a tad bit, but not to where you're impeding the person behind you. Cause well, that's... I agree with that. Because sometimes you can't put your tray table down. And then a lot of the time, also, people don't listen to the flight attendants when they say, put your seats upright, <laughs> you know, for landing and takeoff. And then they're, like, delaying landing or takeoff because... Joe won't put his seat up all the way. Okay. Well, now also the the like if you want to watch an in-flight movie, aren't those screens like on the back of the the seats too? Some airplanes have those. Yes. Yeah, I saw this one person. He was trying to watch a movie, and the girl in front of him had like she was fairly tall, mm-hmm. and then she so she didn't want like I guess she pulled her her hair out. Yeah. And it was hanging over. Yeah. That's also why they probably don't allow scissors because I'd have cut her hair. I think a couple of people have done that to other people. I heard someone putting gum in someone's hair like that. Or like their food, they'll like mess up their hair like so bad. Yeah. Well, don't do that. Yeah, I know. Don't, don't, 
I'm, I, I, you know, and I've seen the people that are that were actually kind of rude. They're like, "Hey, I'm trying to watch a movie. Well, this is my seat, and I'm allowed to do what I want with my seat." I just don't see the point of putting your hair over your seat. Like, it's that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't to me either. <laughs> but I, the one guy, he like moved her hair, and she threw a fit. Yeah. Marshall got involved, and oh. he's like, "I'm just trying to watch a movie." She put her hair in. Uh, she, she threw a fit, and I, I don't know how it resolved it. So that was. People are rude. People are rude. You know, just just treat other people how you want to be treated. Yeah, I, I guess you know, I, and I get it's a small area, and it, it can get kind of crazy. But yeah, don't don't do stuff like that. I guess is yeah. All right, so now we land at the airport. Yep. So you're going to go down to the baggage claim, get your bags, and... You, you hope. Yeah, you hope. they You hope they make it, so... One of the things you got to watch, you know, your little airports like Omaha, you have four or five baggage claims, so it's, you know, pretty easy to find your one. I've been to one where there's been, like, 12 of them, and they're all, like, numbered with your like flight information where you're coming from that kind of stuff so you know where to go okay well most of the time when we when we go through when we pick up someone from the airport that has a little terminal it'll tell you what gate they're flying into and what their baggage area is right there's been times where i didn't want to go up to you know have everybody go up so i I told them i'll meet you at the baggage claim Mm -hmm. your baggage claim six that's where i'll meet you so there, you would see that information. And then, of course, you it makes a horrible noise when it gets started. Yeah. <laughs> you could hear, you know, and everybody's, you know, oh, that's our bags. <laughs> and then you're you're just sitting there just waiting. And waiting. And, and waiting. So, and so you'd rec- would you recommend putting something unique on your bag? We always do, yeah. We put a ribbon or like um, they make the handle carriers that you can put on. Or, like, a special, like, unique ID tag. So Okay. Because, yep. yeah, if you if you have a black bag or, you know, there's hundreds of black bags there, you know. And right. <laughs> you grab someone else's bag by mistake, that yeah. can be a problem. So That can be pretty interesting sometimes, too. So <laughs> Yeah, so having kind of a unique luggage yeah. kind of helps that out, out a little bit there. Correct. And they always recommend, you know, having like your name, your address and phone number on there in case your bag does get lost and they have to bring it to you later. Okay. Yeah. I've always heard some people say take a picture of it so you can describe it if it does get lost. And then that way, because, you know, when you're sitting there thinking about it, you're like, hmm, I know it's black. But I don't know what brand it is or, you know, that kind of stuff. So we started doing that one year. And, I mean, luckily we never got our bags lost. So Okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. Take a picture of your bag, what it looks like so people know. Because sometimes the the zippers could be like gold, brass, silver, black, whatever. Yeah. So, okay, that's a good idea. All right. So, and then you land and you go have fun. Correct. Yeah, you go to the beach or go visit some family. And then you do all this over again. <laughs> yeah. You have to do it. If you have a return flight, that's that's two times you're you going to do. You have to go home. Yep. So that's going to be something. So, yeah, that's, uh, and so that would be flying. That would be flying. So, yeah, just bring your patience. 
just be nice to others and just don't be a jerk to anybody <laughs> oh, yeah. that's that's probably why i don't fly <laughs> i haven't fl- flown in quite a while so yeah so it's been four or five five years for me too five six years almost right wow yeah wow <laughs> all right so now do you know anybody that you know what's a good travel agent to to go through you can either go through world travel inc vacations their email address is vacations at world travel com. another one i also use is any like local AAA office is good too so yeah AAA is nice to to use i didn't realize AAA would let you book flights and do all that stuff so Oh yeah, they'll do cruises, cars, hotels, almost anything. They'll they do a lot of stuff. So all right, a lot of Disney, a lot of cruises. So. All right, well, I think that's going to be our show, isn't it? It is. Yep. All right. What's our next episode? Our next episode is going to be chiropractic care with our friend Dr. Chris Johnson. Oh, that that ought to be good too. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. He's a character he is yep a good character we like him he is he's very i don't know he very what's the, i, I want to the word i want to use is very uh like when he doctorish i guess is a good <laughs> word for it which which talking with him regularly mm-hmm. because he is our friend we get the doctor talk we get it a lot, yeah. However, when I need the doctor talk, it's very helpful because when I had to go get the massage. Right. And I had to explain that. So, you know, it was very nice having the clinical terms for that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, I would sound goofy saying, yeah, I need my butitis muscle massaged. No, he gave me the clinical term, a very, you know, very clinical, very... I don't know, I, I, doctor-ish, I guess. Yeah, so, very doctor-ish. Very professional. Yeah. You know, just, you know, I would say his professionalism's right on par with all the masseuses we had. So, he'll be the next episode. Mm, he will. So, and Mikey's been, you've gotten a couple of adjustments there, right? I have. All right. And I think you did your sports, he did your sports evaluation, right? Yeah, he did my sports physical, yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk about that stuff on that show there, so. Okay. Sounds good. All right. That's uh, that's going to be our show. All righty. Bye, everybody. Bye.